So I'm not going back and forth with a man who thinks that they should be in my position. If you want to be in my position, get in my position. Do you believe that? Bluff City Media presents the Anthony Sane Show on YouTube at Bluff City Media. Stepping up to the microphone is your host, Anthony Sane. Acknowledge me. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Anthony Sane Show. This is, of course, Anthony Sane here in the house with my man, Kenny Stubberfield. A.K.A. Vapey McVapington over there, man. Kenny, what's going on, bro? This is my lover. Hey, we getting, <laughs> we getting ready for some uh, some scary hours here soon, man. We about to be hey, locked man. in with our vices in, in, in a minute, man. This cold weather is coming. Yeah, we're practicing. This is a practice run for probably next week's shows because of yeah. how crazy next week's shows, how yeah. crazy the weather is going to be next week. Yeah, we said, let's go ahead and get this one in. I'm a little bit under the weather, so I was like, all right, man, let's just roll this one from the house. Just to see how how the whole thing works out, man. It's it's looking good. It's sounding good so far. Hey, man, yeah. you look like you're in the studio right hey, now. It does look like not. I'm in the studio, man. Look, this is what technology will do, man. I talk about this all the time, though, man. Like when I first started uh, getting to the like, want to hear my voice on the air type thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I literally had to pay for radio time, AM radio time on AM seven thirty, which is the station yeah. Bernie used to be on. Yeah. And I was paying for time on there. And I was doing it like from 5 in the morning to 7 in the morning. And that was really just to – it was coming on the air live, but it was really just to get a professional podcast. That's really what I was yeah. trying to do. Yeah. And technology has changed so much, man. You literally can – a few hundred bucks, you can have all, all the tech you need to have a And when you say that, though, show. like you absolutely mean it because you've – especially with Asylum Media Group, like mm-hmm. you've, you've kind of started a lot of those guys and girls on that process of mm-hmm. – of utilizing what they already do you've actually got a list written down of like hey is if you want to get started check by this yeah go by this yeah and, and we got some like two hundred dollars man yeah and we got some other stuff coming I'm glad you said that shout out to asylum media group some shout more out things coming uh from them early here in 2024 but we are here for another anthony sane show uh doing something different today like i said we are recording from the crib on this episode, uh, you're probably going to get this again next week with the uh, inclement weather that's supposed to be happening. But, yeah. of course, the major news since the last time we talked is a uh, couple things have happened, man, uh, since the last time we talked, actually. We were talking about how uh, – what did you do with the season? Uh, we had a big win uh, against the Dallas Mavericks since the last time we talked. And Marcus Smart Let's was go. going crazy in that game. Uh, going crazy with the dislocated finger, actually, is what Marcus Smart was doing. Found out today – uh, he's going to be out for uh, for six weeks. Like, uh, Anthony, honestly, did he, like, three-brain himself and dislocate <laughs> his finger? Is that what happened? Something like that, man. They said something about Kyrie Irving hit the ball. That man said, good, 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 good. Ah! Yeah. That man, finger was looking nasty, too. But uh, Marcus Smart, I knew then there were people acting like, you know, he'll be fine. You know, he's a warrior. I was like, yeah, I hear that. That dude's probably going to be out for a while, though. If you just actually looked up, you know, the time away it takes – you know, for uh, a truly dislocated finger like what he had. Uh, very unfortunate. Marcus Smart was kind of finding his way. It's kind of strange because he's had a really, you know, topsy-turvy season, really, man. He came in, missed camp because of the abdominal stuff he had going on. Right. Came in, did not look good at point guard uh, when the season first started. Um, and had an injury to his foot, ankle, whatever it was. When John Morant came back, he was playing off the ball. And when he played on the ball, he was looking a lot better on the ball, playing up tempo, feeling comfortable with the guys, scoring, shooting threes, knocking those down, defending, making game-winning plays, looking incredible, looking like the guy that we thought we were getting, you know, in the offseason or whatever. Um, He was playing better than he had in his entire career. In terms of scoring, he had had career best numbers, yeah. Career numbers in scoring over the last, like, two, three weeks. Right. But, yeah, it's it's very unfortunate you, you lose Marcus Smart. Uh, because this is looking like a team that still can make some type of run is something, you know, that would be competitive. Uh, but with him being out, it does look like we are uh, headed for some very uh, uh, cold months <laughs> here in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, but we also did have some good news that happened since the last time we talked. Um, not many stories make you just really feel good, man. But the story yeah. of Vince Williams signing a three-year, I think like $7.8 million deal here, um, with the Memphis Grizzlies, with I think I think it's three years with an additional team option for a fourth year. Is that is it right? I think you're right about that. Yeah, yeah, because I think it's been some discrepancy about that, but I think it is three plus a, plus an option from one more. Um, super excited for him, man. Uh, this is something that I thought 
would take a little longer. They weighed Bismack Biombo in that move um, and made room for Vince to be a part of the team on a long-term deal. Uh, you're talking about a guy who came out of VCU, second-round pick for the Grizzlies, late second-round pick at that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, a guy that you – he was not the guy that was talked about in this draft, draft class. You traded up for Jake LaRavia. You traded DeAnthony Melton to get the rights to get um, – David Roddy, you know right. what I mean? Kennedy Chandler was a guy that it was the steal of this early second round or whatever when they got him. And then you had this guy, Vince Williams, who was just a dude that you just kind of got. All right, cool. We just got a bunch of rookies, I guess, whatever. Then you had Kenneth yeah. Lofton, who was undrafted. Undrafted, but right. Kenneth Lofton, you know, he was an enigma of a player. And he was the guy that even got more hype than uh, Vince Williams. Mm -hmm. And out of all those guys on draft night, the guy who's looking like the best player out of all of them is Vito. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and, and it's it's exciting times. You're talking about a guy who's hell of a defender, man, developing the outside shot. Uh, a kid that's just got moxie, he's a gamer, doesn't, doesn't turn down any challenge. Uh, moments don't seem too big for him. Super exciting dude, man. He seems like he's humble, seems like he's ha happy to be here for sure. Always has a smile on his face. Until those, you know, until he gets inside those four lines, man, and he's – Serious business, and when that and when that horn blow, when that whistle blows, and it starts to oh, go, yeah. it's game time. Yeah, dog is a, he's a dog, bro. Like mm -hmm. he's when have you seen a rookie like that go up against what was it in a row? Like Kyrie, Luca, yeah. Kyrie, Luca, uh, Kevin Devin Durant, Booker, Kevin Durant, yeah. Booker. De yeah, those are the guys. Those are his assignments. Yeah. I was talking mad shit to every single Everybody. one of them. Mm -hmm. Every one of them. I love, yeah. I, I love that moxie, man. Like it's kind of a throwback to the grit and grind type stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's what it feels like to me. Like. This new next gen, I love the new next gen, but it's kind of flashy, kind of swaggy, right. you know, that kind of stuff. And Vince is out there, <coughs> hair not yeah. looking right, out there, just out there. dogging folks, man. Just, just out there, out there going crazy. Yeah, man. So I'm excited about that for sure. Um, bon voyage to my boy, Bismack Miyambo. Uh, got up out of here. Got a question for you on that. Mm -hmm. Notwithstanding Vince Williams and the contract that he very mm -hmm. rightfully deserves, disappointed in how they got to get that contract for him like we've talked about it in the past like why sign biz and then just drop them trade them get some get some assets well, i think it was well i think that um there was a kicker in his contract where i think only one million of that five million was guaranteed and i think that they did that oh. before I oh. might be wrong though. I, I think that was part of, but it ain't like Biz got no trade value either though, bro. Yeah, yeah what's so. his trade value? He was on the right. couch. So he yeah, was on the couch yeah. before and he's probably going back now. Right. Um, like I said, I, I haven't seen anybody scoop him up real quick off my hands. So um, so there's that. But there's another level of intrigue. Uh, this is something I'm definitely gonna talk to DeMichael Cole about. Who's gonna be our guest today? DeMichael Cole, um, of course, the B writer for the commercial appeal covering your Memphis Grizzlies. Living Fascinating the life. B writer, man. Living He's the talking, life, bro. Yeah, we, we were joking with him today about how we just wish we could have his life, man. <laughs> Young, no kids, you know, get up whatever he wants, man. Cover you know NBA I mean? team, Cover travel NBA the country, team, travel across the country. Jeez. Then he texts us back at nine on one in the morning. Hey, what's up, y'all? Yeah, it's hey, like hey. it's like destiny, right? Like, yeah, I'm a like, Memphis kid from Memphis covering the Grizzlies, man. Hey, he texts us back at nine on one. Hey, good morning, y'all. Y'all good? You know that type of stuff, man. You know. <laughs> so the Michael Cole, my man, is going to be in the building uh, for the sit down with saying the next episode. I mean, the next segment. And something yeah. I definitely want to talk about is this uh, this two-way situation. I think it was mm -hmm. Adrian Wojnarowski who said that uh, expected Grizzlies to sign someone on a two-way deal. And we'll talk about who that person could possibly be. you got uh, a lot of uh, suspects out there. I think there are two names that a lot of fans have been talking about. There's a name. I'm down. Hey. Poof. Hey. Poof. Hey, you talking about lightning in the bottle, man. you got a couple guys who probably could come in and, uh, 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 and be some lightning in the bottle possibly for this team. Uh, on a on a very good deal, a two way deal. Two guys who, yeah. who make it come in and do some things for this team, and I've all, all, also got a way to make it get both of them. Who I choose, you know, we can talk about that type of stuff too. But my guy, Demichael Cole, like I said, we're gonna get him on. He'll be up next. We'll sit down with Sane. We'll see you guys in a minute here on Anthony Sane Show. JJ Taylor and Mikey Williams are both in the transfer portal. You and I personally kind of been clamoring for this for a long time. Let's just call I mean, let's call it what it is. There is no need for this team in this scenario with what they did in the transfer portal, with what they have going on, 
There was no reason in the first place for them to come to campus. If Penny wasn't so loyal, he probably would have cut ties with both before they got on campus. I think. No. I think, though, Penny handled this really well. I think it's also very revealing of Mikey Williams and J.J. Taylor's character to a certain extent. There are very few universities in this country that would have stood behind Mikey Williams for sure. in the, in, with nine felony charges for assault with a deadly weapon. Yeah. There are very few. And how does he repay the university and, and, and Penny Hardaway? Mount. He gets the hell out. Tune in to On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. <laughs> Look, I get both sides. You win every game by one, you're a national champion. 100%. In order to make that path to a national championship, a little bit more in your favor. It helps metrically huh. to beat the dog piss out of the teams you're supposed to beat the dog piss out of. What is it? Does it? Because, because all we're doing is what? falling down the net. This dude's big <laughs> ass truck certified. Kenny <laughs> <laughs> told Trey if he used the word net, he was going to throw something at him. And he, did. he threw the softest microphone cover in he the did. world you know, at me. I didn't know what it, it looked like a brick. I thought well, I was about to be home alone too. <laughs> New York City. Suck brick, kid. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. I will say the last two games have been disappointing to say the least. You think Ten Penny gives one zero? That's my no. problem. Yeah. About you the, have to. No, you don't. Yes, you do. You don't have to. You don't have you to. You don't have to. You do. That is it, for the nerds out there. It's in not. The, that, that, they use that shit for seeding. It is January 2nd. It is too damn early to be worrying about those metrics to me. Yes. It's not. Tune in to Tigers Untapped with TJ Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. All right, y'all, welcome back to the Acting the Same show here for the sitting down with Same, my man, DeMichael Cole from the Commercial Appeal, also from Locked On Grizz. Looking real Locked On Grizzish back there in, in, in your background, man. You got, you got the collab <laughs> show looking like it's what we're pulling off today. You and Joe Mullinax do a great job over there. Y'all been doing y'all thing for the last two seasons, I believe, man. Yeah, is, is that yeah. correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So had to bring my boy in, a lot of stuff going on with the Memphis Grizzlies, of course. Uh, I'll talk about the same things that me and Kenny talked about, plus a few more things, some interesting things. I want to see uh, what you thought about on those. Uh, number one, of course, we'll start with the bad news, man. Marcus Smart yeah. out uh, at least six weeks uh, before he's reevaluated with the with the finger thing. Kenny said he was doing a three to the dome <laughs> and hurt his finger, man. Uh, very unfortunate news because Marcus Smart uh, was playing literally some of the best basketball of his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, that injury? Uh, I, I hate when people like try to pretend that that, that uh, journalists that we are doctors, but I will say yeah. this: What have you heard about that particular injury that Marcus Smart has, and uh, and and the possible effects it could have past yeah. when he's you know when it's healed and will he be, still be able to play basketball well with that hand? Yeah. So the main thing is you know the language and the what the Grizzlies put mm-hmm. out there six weeks and then reevaluate it. And to take that to another level of what's Mm -hmm. about to happen is he's going to be wearing a splint pretty much for six weeks. So Mm -hmm. it's six weeks and then start shooting without a splint and -hmm. and dribbling without a splint on, because this is his right, right ring finger. So this is his right Mm -hmm. hand we're talking about. Uh, Mm -hmm. So basically you're talking about six weeks and then uh, ramping up and returning to play. So it's going to be a little bit longer. Uh, I think that's the, the most important thing. Yeah. Uh, you also wrote an article where you talked about John Morant and his surgery uh, mm-hmm. as well. Uh, so specifics you had about that. Tell us some things about John Morant's surgery uh, and the injury that he had and, and what yeah. his long-term uh, situation could look like. Man, I learned a lot uh, in that story. And I hope everybody that, that read it, you know, learned a lot too. Because yeah. the, thing, the, the main thing is learning what the, you know, subluxation of the shoulder and, and, and all that, man. So mm-hmm. uh, what we gathered from what the Grizzlies said, you know, in the Saturday training session, you know, John Morant sort of uh, basically went out of place. And uh, that that's what that language kind of was referencing. Mm-hmm. And uh, there wasn't 
one groundbreaking particular incident. Like it wasn't you when you look at these type of injuries, you talk about torn labels, they they happen in multiple ways. Uh, mm-hmm. one of those ways, I like to think back to like baseball players. A lot of baseball mm-hmm. pitchers, when they tear their labels, it's the accumulation of wear and tear. A football player, a lot of times when they tear their labels, they're put in a some impact. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a weird position that their shoulder was in, and you know, the shoulder was out of place. Like mm-hmm. so with jaw, it sounds closer to you know the baseball realm of things where this was some wear and tear thing, but uh the Grizzlies. Uh, Too much tomahawk dunks or something. (laughs) Just them, man. All them no look passes and Mm -hmm. and but but the thing is uh, the timeline. Uh, That was one of the biggest things that I got out of the story Mm -hmm. as well. Because the Grizzlies, even though they recently announced that he came out of surgery, they didn't say you know hey he's expected to you know return to full court basketball activity or anything like that in no Mm -hmm. amount of time. But when I talked to the doctor in the story, he was very firm, very clear that this is a six month. Uh, process the two first two to three months uh mm-hmm. you talk about josh shoulder uh, getting healthy and then after that uh it's about building up all the muscles and everything around the shoulder that he's not going to be able to work on because of the first two to three months of trying to get that shoulder uh, back good and so it sounds like it's a little bit different from the Stephen Adams situation like basically we haven't seen Stephen Adams even some of his teammates haven't seen him much uh since his mm-hmm. surgery uh ja will be able to be around the team because it's his shoulder. It's not his legs or anything like that. He'll be able mm-hmm. to walk around just fine. Uh, he just can't make certain movements that will, you know, impact his shoulder. So you're going to see him. He's going to be with the team. He's going to probably travel with them as well at a certain point, you know, uh, after the surgery. Sounds like everything's going to be good there. But the main thing is the timeline. Uh, you talked about a six-month uh, process. Yeah. So I, I lined it up. And that basically would give him, like, all of August and September, you know, to get into training camp and, and really just be really ready to go. Yeah, so we we got a dislocated finger, we got dislocated shoulders. <laughs> this whole season feels uh dislocated <laughs> pretty much for the Memphis Grizzlies for sure. Uh but some definitely um some good news is that the Grizzlies seem to have located, ah, check that out. A, <laughs> a young wing of the future and uh Vince Williams who uh signed a 3-year deal uh, I had I asked Kenny, I'll ask you because I'm sure you know better than me. Is it three years plus a, an additional year? That's a yeah. team option, or is it two and two and one? It's three, it's three plus one. Three oh, plus that's one. big, okay. yeah. That's yeah, that's huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically it's a four-year deal. Yeah, yeah, because it's team mm-hmm. option. Yeah, he they're gonna pick that up for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so you get Vince Williams on that deal. Uh you let go of Bismack Biombo. Another thing I wanted to clarify with you as well on the Bismack Biombo deal. They released him before his contract was fully guaranteed. Is that correct? Or is it wrong? I, I, I think he still gets his money. Yeah. He gets um, all of it. Okay. Um, okay. They paid him using the, the mid-level, some of the mid, mid-level exception that they had. Available. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he, he should get his money for the rest of the Okay. Um, so, you you get Vince Williams here. Um, I'll ask you this question. What is Vince Williams long-term? Like, mm-hmm. I think he's – I think he's just a super luxury to have. If he's your eighth and ninth best player on your team, I think he's a tremendous player to have. I don't think he's ever going to be a starter for this team. If he was, hey, I would not be mad at it. But what do yeah. you think Miss Williams' long-term uh, role is with this team in year four of that contract that we're talking about? What is he on this team then? The short answer here is he's a he's an impact player who's mm-hmm. going to be like – a plus minus magnet. That's what that's mm-hmm. what I call. It. He's going to be one of those guys. He comes in when he's on the floor. He's going to make a positive impact because of the type of role he plays. He's a, he mm-hmm. plays a simplified role where he's going to play defense. He's going to shoot the ball and he's going to let the stars be the stars. When you put him on the floor with stars, he can blend in. When you put him on the floor with bad players, guess what? He can blend in. And that's why Vince Williams got drafted where he wants to, uh, where he did in the second round. You know, yeah. he's not he's not that player who, oh, I'm on the floor with Jake Laravia and David Roddy. I'm about to go get 30. That's not who Vince Williams Jr. is. That's yeah. kind of why he's kind of blended in up to this point. Because mm-hmm. now with all the entries and everything, you had to put him on the floor with guys like Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr., guys we wouldn't have envisioned him really playing with. And that's when his, his winning way starts to stand out, when he was mm-hmm. put on the floor with winning players. I think that's pretty much what he's always going to be. Because everyone always say, what took them so long to kind of realize what Vince Williams is? You know, I talked to Desmond Bain, and Des was like, I didn't even know he was going to be, you know, this good of a defender Mm -hmm. and and things like that. It's because 
his style of play is just always blended in. The reason, the difference between him and David Roddy and Jake Laravia, I know, I know how you feel about those dudes. Yeah. But, but this is this is the difference. The difference is with Vince Williams, we know what his strengths are, but mm. it is just as clear what his weaknesses are, and that's just who he is. Uh, with with Jake Laravia, there's still hope that he can be this great shooter and you you know they see it in practice and and I mean this is this is what like he's he's one of those dudes look he's one of those dudes you go in an empty gym right you yeah. let him work out he's making 10 10 out of 15 three pointers and he's doing the behind the back spin move yeah. fadeaway jumpers like he looks good and you see the flashes cuz you look at his hustles hustle highlights and you look at what he's doing with the hustle like you see the flashes you, you put David Roddy down there with the hustle his numbers go up you put Vince Williams down there with the hustle, his numbers are going to look exactly how they look with the Grizzlies right now. That's why he's he wasn't one of those players who, you know, last season when he was with the hustle, yes, his scoring was around 16, 17, but the rebound and the defense, all of that was just like what we're seeing now. Mm-hmm. So this is who he's going to be. He's going to be that impact. I call him a plus minus magnet because you throw him mm-hmm. on the floor with winning players, he's going to shine. Yeah, man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, roll in my eyes, man. You know, I'm at the house, so <laughs> I, I'm talking my microwave ran out the door, so I was making sure it was good, man. So I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't blowing you off from there. But yeah, Vince has been a, it's been a, it's been a great player, man. He's been a guy who really has came in, in the limited opportunities he had, made the most of it, uh, became a, a cult hero for this team, for yeah. the fan base, and he, he's earned his keep, man, for sure. Um, and a super, super valuable deal, man, especially in today's NBA, the way that all teams are trying to, to you know, work around the edges. To have a guy like that who, like I said, if he's your sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth man on your bench, if he's you're getting this guy for like a couple million dollars a year, basically over the next uh, four years, um, yeah, that's definitely, you know, a, a, a great value contract. That's how you really can can stretch out the length of a uh, open the window of of a, of a of an arrow of a run when you've got guys like Vince Williams on the contract like that for sure. Uh, something else you definitely want to take a look at is what the Grizzlies do now uh, with this team they have now with Marcus Smart going down. Um, you had a, you had some real glimpses of hope the other night. You know you beat yeah. Dallas on the road with Luca and Kyrie um, Irving. Can't remember the last time we beat the beat, beat the Mavericks on the road full strength like we did in forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. You get that win uh, without Jaron Jackson, without John Morant, and you start thinking, hey, man, you know, you get Jaron back, you get Dez. Marcus Smart is playing the way he's playing. He's gotten more comfortable now. Mm-hmm. Um, you think this team could really make some, you know, make some hate. Like, they make it, make it run, make it be fun. It seems like I'm like, all right, man, the Marcus Smart is going to be out six weeks. <laughs> this feels a whole lot more to play. We're about to have freaking Jacob Gilliard getting minutes, you know, in a minute, man. <laughs> Shout out to my boy Gilly, man. But I'm just saying, like, it kind of feels like things are going to be deflated now. What do you think the team feels? Do you think their decision is going to be, hey, let's go uh, let's go all in, let's try to win as many games as we can? Or would it be in that developmental mode? And just – I'll say this. When you got Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain still on this team, it's mm-hmm. going to be damn near impossible to, to tank. You're not going to get those guys to just say, okay, we're going to screw around with minutes exactly. and, and missing games to tank. So those guys are going to play. They're going to get, you know, the regular minutes pretty much for the most part. But what's the, what do you think the – the uh, initiative from the front office will be and the coaching staff going forward. Yeah, and I think it's important to to look at it like this. The Grizzlies aren't in a normal, quote-unquote, tanking situations because mm-hmm. next year they're going to be trying to win a championship. Yeah. It's not. We're not talking about uh, breaking something down and building it for the next three to four years and where you have to reestablish a culture. They already mm-hmm. are establishing the culture that they want in order to get to that championship mm-hmm. uh, team. So I don't see, you know, the point of – Saying, all right, let's, you know, even though Desmond Bain, who's played played through, you know, foot injuries and things like that in the, in the past, even though he has a little minor foot injury, we're going to sit him down for a couple weeks, all of us. But even though he's played through worse, mm-hmm. you know, in the past, you're, you're setting a bad tone, in my in my opinion, going into next season. And you just mm-hmm. don't want these guys to just flip that switch back. Like, no, you got guys uh, that are turning into, you know, uh, like – they're turning they're in their prime they're about the end of yeah. their prime yeah yeah like you you want them playing as much as possible and think of a guy like vince williams like i just said um he blends in really well with them you want guys playing as much as possible with this with jaren because of the fact that that's the real evaluation to mm-hmm. it's not a real evaluation if you got zaire on the floor with david roddy gg jackson and jacob gilliard because when job can get back he's not going to be playing with those dudes 
Like right. you want to put him on the floor with as many guys as he's going to be in a real Grizzlies lineup, mm-hmm. guys who you know are going to be here going forward. Because this is how I view the rest of the season. The rest of the season is kind of like a big evaluation for 2020, 2024, 25. You have a chance in a way to kind of undo some of the mistakes of the last mm-hmm. couple years. Hey, this is your chance to kind of reevaluate. Okay, right. this guy, he probably won't be here 2024, 2025. This guy, okay. Like you got a lot of games and you don't approach it from a, a tanking perspective or not tank. You just let them hoop. Everything's going to take care of itself because you right. you see this draft class like I see it. It, mm-hmm. it, it ain't worth tanking. It Trust me, mm-hmm. it ain't, it ain't it's not worth uh, going through all that. That draft class, it, whatever pick that that Grizzlies get, this is my thing. It's going to have more value to potentially trade that pick than use it for this particular team. They got plenty of young dudes already. And Gigi Jackson, one scout, has told me that Gigi would be a top 10 pick in this draft. This upcoming 2024 draft, he'd be a top 10 pick. Some people he, said he'd be number one. So, look, yeah. I've had I had someone tell me that too. Mm-hmm. I've had someone to I, I didn't want to say that. You said it. But um, yeah. but yeah, I've had a scout tell me exactly that. That Gigi Jackson would be the top pick in the 2024 NBA draft. So uh the point is like you 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 got a young, young, young guy already waiting in the wings. Uh you don't have to to kind of unload everything just to try to get another one of those people whatever pick they get whether it's seven eight nine five it's going to be it's going to have good trade value for the grizzlies to kind of get closer to championship potential it sounds like you're saying that you're leaning more towards team trade the pick regardless of what happens with oh, the yeah, team. For sure. they don't need even it even yeah yeah, so if, are there any guys that you because you know I'm a, I'm a Mikael Bridges guy, you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. for sure. So yeah. um, if they want to make that trade today, let's make it. You know what I mean? Because I, I think I think the value of that pick is probably higher today than it will be maybe to you know whatever time. I mm-hmm. think you know I, I think that, that, that the more you wait, the less value that that pick could possibly get with this team. I don't know; they could fall off the map, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't take the risk. I let's move it today. If you want it right now, come get it. That's what I would. I would call out to 29 teams. I'm monitoring yeah, sure. a couple of situations out there, man. It, I'm yeah. looking at I'm looking over there at Charlotte, where you mm-hmm. got a guy like Terry Rozier who's really good, but he's starting not to fit the timeline, you know, mm-hmm. with, with Brandon Miller and LaMelo Ball. Like that, that looks like the future backcourt right there. So what happens yeah. with, with Terry Rozier, you know, in that equation? Yeah. I'm looking at the Bulls, right? I mean, yeah. Kobe White, DeMar DeRozan. Uh, mm-hmm. I and mean, we'll see what happens with, with Levine and whatnot. But right. there's a couple couple guys over there. Patrick Williams, if, if you're into the role player type thing, those type guys. Um, mm-hmm. And you already mentioned the picks. I mean, Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, uh, you know, Royce O'Neal. Like, they got nice yeah. pieces. There are some pieces out there where the Grizzlies uh, could attach a nice first-round pick to a team that's going to say, when do you want to do it? Right. Now, I ain't trading. The, I'm not trading my 2024 first for – Scary Terry, now we ain't doing that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just, all I'm right. just, just you just throwing guys. Okay, yeah. I got it. Right, yeah. I just want to make sure, bro. All right. <laughs> all right. Um, something else that you mentioned earlier was uh, developing guys like Gigi Jackson. It made it triggered me to ask you this question because there's been a lot of confusion, especially from me. I mean, I can't speak for a lot of people, but for me, and I reached out to a guy that's a G League guy. He said, No, I don't think this is how it works at all. I was like, All right, man, somebody give me the real answer on this. I'm gonna give it back to you. Mm-hmm. As far as the allocations for guys on the two way contract. Mm-hmm. I've heard this thing about 90 games combined per team. Yeah. All right. And I talked to another guy that's a that's a G League guy. And he's like, no, I've never heard that before. I think it's 50, straight 50 games allocated mm-hmm. per two-way contract. Mm-hmm. What's the answer to that? Because people are saying, well, they're going to go develop GG. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so well, some people tell me they may not be able to because they're about to run out of two-way allocated games. And yeah. I don't know what happens with Vince Williams' contract. Like with him – Signing a regular deal, do those games disappear? Is it reset? Or do those games still count or what? So I'm yeah. gonna ask you, do you do you even know the answer to uh how that whole thing works <laughs> with the with the uh, two-way contracts? The thing is, it's never really been a thing because Happens. we haven't even yeah. seen a team hasn't had to rely on two hasn't had players. to play this many guys like yeah. like the Grizzlies up to this point. But uh what I do know is the fact that uh I haven't heard of that, and I, I don't think you know it's a thing. Because mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't sound – it sounds counterproductive to the whole idea. Uh, if if you're giving three players uh, 50 games, uh, why is 90 games being, you know, kind of the, the threshold? Because now they're, they're not even going to be able to meet that criteria. So right. I, uh, it, it definitely is counterproductive to the whole idea of development. 
but even if that is the case, if you take that 90 game number out there, uh, you're you're around, I think what 50 50 plus, uh, 60 around 60 right now. You got Gilliard and Gilliard and Vince have been on the main roster. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's why I said you're you're around 60 mm-hmm. uh, with those two dudes alone. So uh, and Gigi yeah. had some active games where he was on the active roster, but yeah, he yeah, playing yeah. too. Yeah, Gigi's had some games. It, it, that can't be true, then, man. I don't think, I don't think so. been at that number. Yeah, I don't think so because so, you, you it, think yeah. of all those garbage time minutes that, that players on other teams get, and you tell yeah. me three guys. 90 I, combined I 90 yeah yeah i don't think so yeah because my guy uh my guy chris reichert is his name he's a g league guy mm-hmm. follow him on twitter he was he told me he said no i don't think that's true i think it's 50 games per dude i don't think there's a right. combined team total at all yeah. i don't know man but like i said uh i asked you because <laughs> I, I think you know better than me um something else that's a major thing of course um before i do that just want to you know shout you out again my man DeMichael cole uh grizz's b writer for the commercial appeal also from uh locked on grizz Final question for you to Michael. I think this is the final question. I might think of something else too. Final question for you. Yeah. Uh, in the report that uh, Agent Rosenowski put out, he talked about uh, the Grizzlies are possibly going to sign a guy that's on to another two-way deal mm-hmm. uh, for a big man. Uh, two names that have definitely came out in that conversation have been uh, 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 my boy uh, Kai Jones, yeah. who definitely would be a cultural fit, but guys <laughs> like Jerry Jackson Jr. <laughs> and Brandon Clark on his team. He's a rapper. Uh, yeah. He... he he definitely would fit that mold. Kind of weird. Um, he's <laughs> got a lot of stuff going on into the fashion, into the clothes, the dance, and all that type of stuff. Yeah. I think he would definitely be a cultural fit. And then another guy, uh, Trey Jemison. I believe that's the way his last name is, mm-hmm. is pronounced. Team um, Penny, a, dude. Yeah. A team guy, kid to play for Team Penny, would probably be more of a, of a style of play fit for a need. Uh, a guy who, uh, he's a little older, I believe. I think it's like 24 years old. Uh, played for uh, Clemson and also UAB and the Conference mm-hmm. USA. Uh, 6'11", big man, uh, rebounder, set screens. Guy got Steven Adams comps in college as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on those two particular guys? And, ha- and wh- how do you think, the- what direction do you think the Grizzlies would lean in? Do you think it may be one of those guys or possibly even somebody else? So the short answer is, I personally, I would favor Kai Jones because of the, mm-hmm. you know, the athleticism. The uh, upside is scary, upside. man. You watch the dude highlights, you would think he's the coldest <laughs> player you ever seen. <laughs> yeah, and, and you can see the... And the reason it's upside because if you flip it around, uh, he can he has low lights that probably look just as bad as yeah. his highlights at this point. Yeah. And, but the the highlights, I mean, you, you talk about like we, we didn't even I don't even think it hit the highlight video that me and you were talking about uh, when he, he uh, dunked on Wimbiano. That's not even in there. Like so, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, he got some real talent, you know. And, and he the Grizzlies, the way they feature their centers, they you, you, they want guys rim runners, rim protectors. Like they're not gonna. They're not looking for centers that they can get the ball to in the low post to shoot, mm-hmm. you know, fadeaway jump shots. I mean, that's why Kendall Lofton right. Jr., you know, isn't here anymore. You know, that's not their uh, – they're not looking for those back-to-the-basket big men. Now, here's the thing, though. The situation is different from when we first talked about it because now we know mm-hmm. Marcus Smart is out six-plus weeks and the mm-hmm. Grizzlies can use a hardship waiver because now they have mm-hmm. four players out. For more than a couple weeks, they can use a hardship waiver similar to how they signed Shaq Harrison, Jalen Noel. Only can do one at this time, but they can go out and get a player. And I think that opens up the range of centers that we're talking about. Because guys that we're talking mm-hmm. about, remember, with two-way two-way deals, you only can get guys who've played uh, less than three years of NBA service. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're talking about a very limited uh, group of young guys. Right. You can kind of expand that now. If we're talking about you know centers. Uh, you can go sign to a 10-day that, that have veteran experience out there. Uh, it, it, that's a whole big different window. So I'm, I'm looking at the two needs on this Grizzlies team right now. You need point guard depth and you need uh, center depth. To me, this is my personal take, I think the center depth kind of takes priority right now because what you're going to do if Xavier Tillman gets in foul trouble or Jerry right. Jackson Jr. gets in foul trouble, especially right now with Santi Aldana, you're playing two bigs right now and they're going to play the majority of the center minutes those two guys you need another center pronto uh so i think that takes priority and then what if i say with that two-way you go out and get another guard potentially to add depth uh if if that's the way if, if you're saying hey they need to get a point guard and a big i think you pursue a big with the hardship waiver i think when Woj pointed it out as you said that was before we knew that marcus smart was going to be out six weeks so now it's kind of like another option has got presented, and a, quite frankly, a better option 
Uh, and it still would be fun, you know, if they added like a, you know, a Kai Jones or a, a Trey Jameson, you know, those dudes make sense. But mm-hmm. I think what makes more sense is getting a big that's, you know, uh, going to be a little bit more steady coming in and play. And then with that other guard, with that other uh, guard spot, you can use that two-way to kind of bring someone in. Yeah, so so you, uh, the Grizz is about to sign Dwight Howard, is what you said. <laughs> Uh, but they could like that's 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 they they could go get a the white they could go get a boogie cousins like if they want to uh because mm. of that option uh and, i have uh, reason to believe that's not happening but i i wonder i wonder i'm trying to think, I'm trying I, to think I about other bigs because you know they had this opportunity the same opportunity a few months ago with biz and they yeah. got biz so i just wonder are there any guys at the house you know who who would we be talking about? I don't know. There any guys in Europe I mean, that this season might be ending or something? Or you got? I don't know. You got guys probably that that, that wouldn't really wow you. You know, Nerlens Noel yeah. comes yeah. to mind off the mm-hmm. top of my head. You know, no, I'm it, saying he was available. He was available when we got available too. When you got busy with yeah, yeah, it's basically the same guys. You know, we were talking mm-hmm. about uh, yeah. when they went and got busy with Biombo. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They made the bring uh, no, we we good on that. I think we good. I think we've had our field of old biz. Actually, let biz get his money and go uh, build a hospital in Africa. Get a brother free time to do what he needs to do. I mean, that's what he does for real. So yeah, he did. He it actually was did. funny. Yeah. How, how old do we think Biz Biombo is? Now he's now on the team. Can we be for real about? Can we, can we talk about real ages now since he's not here? Man, you but no, man. But this is my man, Michael Cole, man. Other commercial appeal. Also, Locked On Grizz. Appreciate you coming out today, my guy, for sure. Anytime, bro. Appreciate you for having me. All right, y'all. We better take a break, y'all. When we come back, it's a three-pointer here on Anthony Sane Show. See you guys in a minute. Memphis is barely a top 50 team in both Net and Ken Palm. This is a team that is 13 and 2. They are the number 13 team in the country according to the AP Top 25. I, I can you make it make sense? No. Uh, <laughs> Memphis is second in the country behind Purdue with the amount of quad one and quad two wins they have, yet they're at 48. Yeah. And SMU, who they played, was 39 going into that game. After they lost, they're still ahead of the Tigers with more losses, with less quality wins. The fact that Memphis is behind SMU tells me that that is the most arbitrary, uninformed, confusing yeah. metric in, in just about all the sports. How should fans react and respond to the net? Why does it Why does it matter? I think at this particular moment with where we're at and how the net rankings are shaking out in one ear, out the other, yeah, let it go. It. It let it matter. go for now. Tune in to On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Obviously, the biggest news is the Caleb Mills injury, which I was ready to come in here and absolutely rip Tulsa University a new one. Man, I, I was... confident that he slipped on a wet spot on the floor. I think he still can. I think I think it's okay. Stretcher, a wheelchair. Didn't have a stretcher, wheelchair, nothing. That's true. Our head coach had to participate in carrying him off. I didn't notice any sweeper boys. I know or girls, whatever. But I will say they did confirm after the fact that he did not, in fact, slip. His knee just which thirsted. I don't. Your knee giving out. He went so high in the air for. He did. Yeah, that's nasty. It was weird. I don't like it at all. It is truly an unfortunate situation, right? I oh, mean, I hate it. I think everyone agrees that he was the glue guy for this. Right. Team. Tune in to Tigers Untapped with TJ Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. All right, y'all, welcome back to the Anthony Sane Show. Me and my boy, Kenny Stubblefield, in the building, or not so in the building. We're doing it from the crib today. We're grinding, uh, baby. Yeah, a little bit under the weather. You guys probably hearing them on voice. I'm looking good on the screen, but I ain't feeling you good, a, Kenny. Hey, man, you a boss, bro. Man, I'm over here, man, looking like I'm in the studio right now. 
Chris, I love it. Chris be light, man. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, not feeling 100 for sure. See, I'm in this joint, man. No jacket on, man. So, you know, I'm probably got a 108 degree fever in this joint. <laughs> yeah, yeah you I'm, do. I'm good. I'm in the yeah, flu game, man. Flu game for sure. We don't want to um, get we don't want to get to Michael sick, man. That's why we yeah, decided that's to why do we it. that's why we did this. We didn't want to risk getting my boy to Michael. Me and you don't record in the same room. No, nah, me good. and Michael would have to be side by side. So yeah. Didn't want to do <laughs> didn't want to do the show in the studio. Didn't want to get, um, get the superstar. Yeah, uh, can't on get the, the injured list. <laughs> can't get him like Drew Hill, who got the whole damn team sick. Uh, <laughs> you saw that tweet? Yeah, you saw that tweet. Yeah, I've I've had that sickness. I, it's terrible. Man, you gave it to him. Like, you probably gave it to the damn clown. Bad as a head from the locker room. But no, um, they he tried to ban Drew Hill. I ain't up getting nobody sick in that month. He probably broke Marcus Smart's finger too somehow. Right, some kind of way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> three to the dome. But no, man, the three pointer. We'll be talking about three things that are going on. Uh, within the world of sports, uh, big stuff going on locally, uh, of course, is the um, Memphis Tigers had a yeah, big man. game the other night. You, you say I keep calling every game a big game, every game, bro. Clearly, every game is a big game, man, because every, every, every fan lives and dies off that's of, on every game, on every uh, game, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I'll give you guys, I'll remind you guys of my Tiger basketball fandom timeline again. Uh, grew up got, in the house. You doing this again? <laughs> yeah, grew up in the house. Dad was a huge, huge Tiger basketball fan. Whole family was. I had a stiff curfew of eight o'clock p.m., which usually lined up with halftime of the games. Game come on at seven. I'd have to be in bed by eight. I did not watch a. I did not watch a full Tiger basketball game unless they played on a Saturday, or if they played, you know, on the weekend or something like that, Friday night or something. Right, right. But uh, I would have to have a hard bedtime at eight o'clock. And I would be laid in my bed, crying, listening to my family watch the second half of Tiger Basketball. Eating popcorn. Games. Go, right. Elliot. Go, right. EP. Go, go uh, Andre Turner, whoever was out there. Elliot Perry, probably. But a uh, huge uh, Tiger Basketball fan as a kid, like most people our age, you know, 100%. were back then. Um, got even bigger uh, when Penny Hardaway was there. Penny Hardaway, my favorite NBA player probably of all time. All time. Um uh, uh, then, you know, of course, the Calipari era, national championship team. Right. You know, all that stuff. I was an adult during that time. Great run with the Tigers. Your um, resume your resume is solid, bro. You ain't, yeah. Let, let's yeah. let that be it, man. You ain't got yeah. to explain But, yourself. you know, I, I'm, I'm sitting up to get to get where I am now. You know I what know, I mean? Let me, let, me, let me fast forward a little bit. Um, it, The Grizz just came, basically, right? And, and, and Tiger basketball had kind of fallen off. You get Penny Hardaway back as coach. You know, and it, it's it's kind of hard to go back. You know what I mean? Um, and like I said, I still care, but I'm not I'm not your die hard, right. like lose sleep if we lose type fan. Right. But damn it, this year has really gotten me back there for sure. Like I've I've been all in. Like I've uh, I've been watching these games, and I'm just praying for poor Meemaw and Mildred. Uh, because those those hearts those can't, games are too close. They can't take what they took five years ago, kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they can't take what they can't, what they could take five years ago. Yeah, man. And, uh, but close games, probably too close for comfort. But it is different to me because I'm like, okay, man, it's 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 like it's like a bizarre real thing because I used to roll my eyes at Tiger football fans. You know, what I'm saying this is a game we would have lost last year, right? Everybody right. was saying it. That's what I'm like. Okay, bro, I saw this team lose those type of games last year, and now they're like. They're like proving to these teams, okay, we're better than you guys. We're not gonna lose to you. Yeah. Like I'm, I look at that as a good thing. So, um, teams, people have to understand, understand this: the three-point shot is the great equalizer in college basketball. Man, come and, on, man! And these teams are literally the University of Memphis, like Penny Hardaway says, has a number beside their name. Yeah. So to these teams who know they're not going to anybody's NCAA tournament, that Memphis game on their calendar has been the biggest game on their calendar for a long time. Without a doubt, regardless of that number being on the side or not, that was that's your your conference champions last year. These teams are coming in. Ridgeway High School, who the Grizzlies play, who the Tigers played last night, came in with all intentions of, of beating Memphis, and that you could tell like they really wanted their game, and um, we were able to pull it out. Uh, came in with the final score, but the final score was wild because that game was like ninety four to ninety four right. going into uh, overtime. In a forty-minute college basketball game, I, it's a lot I of seen points. That. It's a lot not of a points. Lot of man. There's not a lot of defense being played yeah, out there. A lot of points. So, um, yeah. fans, you know, fans going crazy. 
uh, people in the Discord. I, I jumped in just watching, laughing my ass off or something. Jumped in. Saying in there. Laughed but, a little um, bit and jumped out. And jumped right back out. But um, <laughs> I just don't – I mean, they're winning, man. Like, I don't yeah, – like, what yeah. are you – they're winning games. Yeah. And uh, people are talking about the defense. And I'm talking to some friends of mine. They're bugging out. Oh, these guys don't play defense. And uh, I was like, man – yeah, this is what y'all have to understand about basketball. It's not a, it's not a, everything about basketball is not linear. It's right. something I'm going to remind everyone about this team. Right. Everybody that's on this team, for the for the most part, was either that dude or the other dude on the team right. that they came from. Right. 100%. And typically, that guy's role is not to be your uh, defender. It's, typically, your highest score is not a defender, especially if you're a guy who scored with the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. Right. And then people are like, well, last year's team, you know, those guys played defense. Penny can't of, break through these guys because those dudes, that's what their roles were on the schools they came were. from. That's what DeMario they were, they were, yeah. Franklin's role was to be a defensive stop. Defender, yeah. That's yeah. what all those guys were. You know what I mean? So Penny had that type of luxury. Now you're, you've got guys who either were the top scorer or the number two scorer on the team they came from. Their mentality has to switch to be that level defender. But you know when you do get those guys to play defense? When they're playing big games. 100%. Their mind isn't – when they see Ridgeway – the UTSA Ridgeway Roadrunners across the <laughs> that that uniform is the exact uniform the Ridgeway wears. Oh, I too. know. Oh, I know. So yeah, if you see Ridgeway across the way, you're not trying to you know whatever. I, we'll beat y'all eventually, man. We'll get to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I think that's a lot of what Penny's dealing with. Uh, shout out to my boy, uh, the light skinned kid. What's his name? With uh, Nick Jordan, man. Love that dude, man. I love that dude. He's a goofy dude sometimes, but man, that dude had a, a beast of a game. That's your guy, man. Points. I got to give you props because that's your boy. 18 points, 12 rebounds. I told yeah. you about him. Mm-hmm. I told you because he was the first transfer to come in this year. Yeah. And everybody's like, man, man okay. Hey, dad, dude, Penny, what are Penny doing, man? Yep, I remember. Yep. He is when – when he came in, I was like, he is the perfect replacement for a DeAndre Williams because of what, what his role is, what he does. He can stretch the floor. He can – He's and and the main thing he does is the man don't stop moving, man. He mm-hmm. is always going. He's really always good. good. Yeah, man. He's yeah, he's player. really good for sure. He's really yeah. good for sure, man. Um, yeah, but like I said, the Tigers, I think they're gonna they're gonna consistently be a top fifteen team this entire season. I don't think they fall out of that. Our fans are just going crazy. Hey, we may lose the game, man, but hey, you know what I mean? It happens, bro. Like I mean. I don't see it. I think they're fine. I think they should be okay. Anthony, so, and yeah. I, I don't have the I don't have the tweet in front of me, but in the last two days, number one, number two, number five, number nine, number eleven, number thirteen, mm-hmm. number everybody's 15. losing. Everybody lost. Yeah. Guess and who we're going to constantly go up in the polls. So guess who didn't lose? We didn't. We didn't. So what's, I don't get it. I don't get it for sure. Uh, something else that I do not get: NBA All Star voting, which is always a strange science. Last year when John Moran was healthy. He was way behind the guys in front of him in all-star voting. Never didn't understand that last year. This year, uh, guys like Clay Thompson are ahead of Desmond Bain. I'm not gonna say I don't get that, um, but I thought for sure that you would see some type of uh Desmond Bain action yeah. uh this week in the in the uh in the uh all-star voting. He's a guy that's not quite a household name if you're no. a casual fan. So I, I I do get that part, you know what I mean? Um uh, the returns came out. Like I said, Desmond Bain's not going to be in it. For fans who – I never expected him to get in. I thought I might see him in the top ten at some point. Right. But we probably won't see him there. But for fans who uh, do want to see Desmond Bain in the All-Star game, it's going to be it's gonna be hard, man. It's not going to be an easy road to get him in that All-Star game. It will have to be a coach's vote. But I talked about this when I was on Jarvis Greer's show the other day. Um, that's – coaches know. Coaches know who they're game playing against. You know what I mean? So – uh, I think with our record, that could really hurt us, especially when you look at guys like De'Aaron Fox, guys like that who are on better teams than Dez. Um, that kind of stuff could definitely play a part. But, um, yeah, I would love to see Dez in. But right now, um, it's not it's, – it's not saying that, the like I said, the all-star vote is not the only way the guys get in. But um, the fact that he's that low down, not even on the thing at all. Um, you surprised Jaws at seven? Yeah, no, no, because Jaw's that big of a star. I, I believe if Ja, I believe if Ja had a came back maybe ten games earlier, you probably mm-hmm. would have saw Ja even higher on the thing. Because yeah. Ja was getting votes, man, off of not even playing at all. Right. So you know, that's 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 something else you you definitely have to look at. Also, on NBA news, Tyrese Halliburton. You ever seen something that been like 
all right, that looked bad, but I know that's not as bad as like people reacting to. Like when I saw that 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 fall was super ugly, like it was nasty. Like damn, that looked bad. But I was it like, looked, okay, it looked a like a groin. It looked like a groin yeah, to me. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think it was gonna be something like season ending. It, it, it didn't look that that uh, that bad for sure. But Tyrese Halliburton uh, will have that injury. that's gonna have him out for a while, and hopefully we'll see him back uh, very soon for sure. Yeah, 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 man. But uh, number three, <laughs> the one I've been waiting to get to for a while. Oh my god, dude. I'm ready All for right. you to have a beef like this. Who can we? I've been thinking about it too, man. Who 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 can I just call out? And just be like, man, let me get my shit off about. Uh, I don't know. I mean, honestly, you've already mentioned his name. <laughs> who talking about who? I think you and Drew Hill should have a beef like that. No, just make up a beef with Drew. Just make up a beef. Just, just make up a beef. Yeah. Y'all just have back and forth with each other. But why would I? Why would I have an issue with Drew though? Like we no, no reason. Game. He's just y'all are y'all are funny and y'all. Are both uh, you know what it is. I got one. I got one for you, Drew Hill. I got one for you. We're about to die. <laughs> Back when we were guest hosts at 92.9. There you go. There you go. There you go. No, who didn't, wanna, to who didn't want to work with Drew Hill? That's what I want to know. <laughs> was he in charge of the un the un yeah, uh, was he in charge of the undefeated? No. Uh-uh. So you said it on Twitter today. You were pretty upset that you found out that Jason Whitlock, the undefeated was Jason. Man, Whitlock disgusting. Too. I remember being a big time fan of. Hell undefeated yeah. when it came out yeah yeah man because it came out like around a time when like a lot of social injustice stuff like you know you know black mm-hmm. you know white people think that racism just started like in 2015 but like <laughs> with the police stuff and Kaepernick with <laughs> <laughs> now with George Floyd man right That's yeah, it but, yeah it didn't start again in 2020 with George Floyd you know there you go well, yeah, man. So when the when undefeated came like out, the, racism is like the flu; it comes and goes, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought yeah. it was gone. We got a new it's strand. It's got a new out. strand of racism out here. New strand. Do we have any? Do we have any vaccines for it? <laughs> no, the vaccine is Christ. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that might not be true, bro. For real, I don't know. I don't know. But um, been been, try, been, been actually been asking God for a long time to help with this racism, man. Still you ain't lying. lying. You ain't lying. But um, but yeah, man. Um. I was a big fan of the Undefeated, man. Uh, my friend uh, Kelly Evans used to write for them. I don't, yeah. I don't even think the Undefeated even exists anymore. Mm-hmm. I had no idea this was the brainchild of, of Jason Whitlock at all, man. That was the news out of that one. Kind of ruins it. Kind of ruins it for you. Yeah, and I found I found this out uh, yesterday. Uh, reason why we're talking about this: Stephen A. Smith, he comes on Twitter, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm about to go off on the fat bastard." Like, all right, what the hell? Who is he talking did about? You know you know who, did you know who he's no. talking about? No, but he put, he put another video out, and I saw, okay, this is Whitlock. I'm like, okay, so why he got beef with Whitlock for? I ain't even do no research. I just wanted to walk in cold. So I walk in, and I'm, I'm watching it, and he's talking about that. Uh, that but I don't say this right here, man. I don't think Jason Whitlock is lying about this part. I think Stephen A. Smith is capping. I think his sports story is a lie. Like, I think there's, I'm not gonna say it's a complete lie, but it's some cap to it, bro. And, um, Jason Woodlock called him out about it and must some other things. But you can tell that it's really about some long-time hating, bro. Like, oh, it ain't yeah. just about the memoir thing. I think that was just the last straw for Stephen A. Smith. Jason yeah. Woodlock, man, is just a weird dude, man, because he weird. takes a lot of controversial takes that kind of, um, I guess, cooning is a word. I don't know if YouTube's going to ban me for saying that or not. But that dude is just, he's a freaking coon, man. And he, like, he kind of destroys a lot of things that black people stand for, and he just kind of like bro, you were you were like on bro. You know you you know you in bad shape, bro. When you were on Outkick, the coverage and got fired. Like how you get fired from Outkick, man? You know what like, I mean? So, one of the most one of the most. Come on, man. I'll let racist. you say it. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. It's it's Clay one of the Travis, most racist, man. misogynistic. Yeah, just a bunch outlet, of bullshit. And they there, got man. you. They got you up out of here, man. So you know you got to be a piece of shit for real. So uh, Stephen A. Smith went in on him another night, man. I'm just sitting back tripping. And Cat Williams just got all these dudes inspired. Man, I don't, I'm about to find me somebody. I don't know if it's Drew. I fool with Drew. I'm trying to think if it's somebody I really do got. I, 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 you know, I got a story of people I need to call out, man. But I try to be humble, man. I don't want to miss another God blesses, man. But ever, ever since I sat down with Doc Holiday, man, I'm a changed man. Bro. This I, man I, said, "This man said I called my pastor." Yeah, and I said, "I'm sorry." Like yeah. you're about to hear a different side of me. <laughs> Who would you call? Who you got to call? You gotta Doc call Holliday. Doc. You gotta call Doc and say, "Man, I'm sorry, bro. I gotta I, do this." I call. I got some other people names. I ain't gonna say any names. Got you. But uh, I got I got people. When I'm going to do something crazy, if I need advice. I got people I look to on that on that mentor type vibe. No, I call. 
I used to call I call Doc, I call Jason Smith. Yep. Um a couple of people y'all don't know, so I'm not gonna say any names, but yeah. What'd you think yeah. about the rant? What'd you think? What did did you feel like Steven got off, or do you feel like there was some like unsaid mm. a lot of unsaid stuff? I think it was anticlimactic. I, yeah, I, was. I was expecting more, but uh yeah. Stephen A is he, he kind of stretched it out a long time, but it really wasn't that much conversation at all. That wouldn't really work. It wouldn't. It, it, it looked like a, an attention grab. It looked like they're trying to ride the Cat Williams wave. Well, Everybody what did. he did, the, I think the part that I was like, what's really going on here is when he talked about an email that Jason Whitlock sent saying, man, I'm sorry, forgive me. I'm sorry, forgive me. You've been betrayed. Yeah. I've been betrayed. I know how it feels. Mm -hmm. Produce that email, man. Like, hey, I want to see it. Like, where is it, put it on the screen? Like, yeah. Put it on the screen for me. Like, yeah. there was just a lot of, it, it, it felt like, I'll be honest with you, as I was watching it, it felt like to me that S Stephen A was like pissed off at the beginning and ready mm -hmm. to go to war. And then halfway through in that second segment was like, he was acting kind of, this is kind of dumb. <laughs> like yeah. This is yeah. kind of dumb. It's a yeah, waste it, of it, it seemed real fabricated for sure. But I will say this in closing on that note um, at this point. Okay. I've seen enough of, of black on black calling out white <laughs> people. Who are y'all mad at? I want to see <laughs> White people, who who's let y'all down? I'm I, I'm here for the Aaron Rodgers versus uh Pat McAfee, not Pat McAfee, uh, uh Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel. Yep. Yeah, I'm down for more of that. White people, who y'all mad at? Kenny, go ahead and get your shit off. <laughs> nah, I'm boy, good, bro. I'm the good, mood changes. <laughs> hey man, I'm good, bro. <laughs> oh man, we about to take a break though, man. When we come back. We're going to wrap this thing up, man. We're inside the same brain. We'll see you guys in a minute. I'll tell you a couple things that I'm noticing. A um, lot of hero ball. A lot of hero ball. It's true. They are not assisting each other like they should. And I know they're talented, and I know that they try to use that talent, try to get ISO situations, but there's way too much of it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's part of the reason as to why in that Tulsa game they struggled so hard against that 2-3 zone because they're not used to passing the ball around and finding open right. looks the way they should. Right. They're used to David Jones taking the ball and going to make it something Score. happen. Those three games against top 25 opponents – they were locked into the game plan, sharing the ball, doing everything they can could to go get a win. But it feels like there's something amiss. Like they're just not taking these teams as serious as they should. Yeah, and I'm gonna save save some despair and fear of Memphis fans. This team is going to drop one or two games to a bad team. <laughs> they're go it's, go it's, it's, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna feels happen. inevitable at this moment. Yeah, yes. it, it's it's gonna happen at some point. Tune into On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Outside of just Memphis conference realignment, there's been some rumblings all over the Twitterverse. TJ, you heard anything about a merger with the Big 12 ACC leftovers and uh, yeah, the Pac-2? We've heard it, but like it just seems weird to think about, right? The Pac is trying to get and retain their, their AQ status. I mean, they're going to have to add some teams. I don't know what the number is. I can't remember the number. So, if it's six or eight. On how well, many teams I don't know that they're having to add. I think what he's alluding to is a merger of the Big 12. Florida State breaks away and whatever three or four teams go. Let's say this merger, they end up with 30 teams. You're looking at three, 10 team. Something like that. Mini divisions or whatever. Sure. Whatever they're going to call it. I don't know. I definitely think that there's going to be some changing. Tune in to Tigers Untapped with TJ Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Y'all, welcome back to the Anthony the Same Show. Final segment of the show with my man Kenny Stubberfield. Like I said, we're doing it from the crib today. I kind of like this, man. We gotta do this do more too. often, man. Yeah, you I don't know. mind it at all. Throw yeah. in some bonus, some bonus coverage for the Patreon or something for Let's the people, it. man. Get a little, get, get y'all money right quick, man. No, but for sure. Um, I want to take this time, man, to kind of talk about something that's very important to me. Uh, coming up on Monday, uh, of course, it's Martin Luther King Day here in the city of Memphis. 
where we celebrate Jonathan Majors, uh, who <laughs> <laughs> all he wants is him. All he wants is a Coretta Scott King, man. That's all we he celebrate wants. Celebrate Jonathan Majors and the sacrifices he made for Hollywood through a white woman. <laughs> oh man, but no, seriously though, bro. Uh, MLK Day is Monday. Um, major holiday for the city of Memphis, man. Major yes. holiday for me. Yes. yes. I remember um, it's a beautiful when I was holiday. A, yeah, I remember when I was a newlywed lad uh, around circa two thousand something. Uh, my ex-wife, uh, she wanted to go volunteer on Martin Luther King Day. That was something all my years I never heard of. I never really knew there was a thing. And she introduced me to that. We went out and volunteered somewhere. And I really started to kind of understand what, in that moment, really understood what the whole MLK thing yeah. uh, was about. Uh, that that was a part, that's something that people did on MLK Day. I ain't, all I ever did was not go to work. So I, I never I never heard of that particular practice. So that was something that I did. And uh, all across the country, people will be doing things like that, volunteering on Mother's King Day. I want to say that the Grizzlies had their day of service today. Yeah. Uh, I think Drew Hill was out covering that. Drew was out covering that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Christian Ingram for noticing that Stephen Adams wasn't there. And making that a thing, <laughs> Stephen <laughs> Christian. Hey, I'm so jealous of Christian, man, because Christian is me, like ten years ago. Like, I, I really want to like you. Can, you know, you ever seen the movie Looper, huh? Mm-mm. Yeah, Looper was like with uh, damn, bro. Oh, the the white dude, the uh, yeah, three, uh renamed white dude. What's his name? Jordan uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, him and uh Bruce Willis. Okay, right, Bruce Willis, yeah. like. Looper was like, uh, he was like a time traveler, killer, bounty hunter, or something like that. And like, yeah. he had an assignment to go back and kill himself in the future, or the old him, or the young him, or something, something like that. But anyway, mm -hmm. like, I just want to give Christian Ingram all the knowledge I got. Like, look, just go do this, go do this, and you'll be <laughs> anyway. But uh, Christian was like saying, Stephen Adams did the picture. What's up with it? He went at the day of service. Imagine serving with a jacked up knee. Get your ass out there. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, um, trying to be serious, but I just keep getting these jokes in, man. But no, MLK Day, <laughs> it's Monday. Uh, of course, Dr. King was slayed, slain here in uh, the city of Memphis uh, many years ago. Um, Memphis is a city that has a horrible past when it comes down to just race relations in general, man. You know what I mean? We, we still, in 2024, feel uh, like we're in a time warp somewhere, like, like that we should be more advanced, you know, in the things that we do. We're still a very separated, segregated city when it comes down to many regards. Um, but I do, I really just said all that to say this. Um, on Monday, the Grizzlies do play the Golden State Warriors, which, of course, is a game we feel like we can maybe even win, even at this point, you know. Uh, it's, a, it's a team that we kind of have a rivalry with. Draymond Green may be making his debut in that game. But I do... I'm going to ask everyone, if you can, if you're going to the game, even if you're not going to the game, I don't know if you can go without having a ticket to the game, though. But the symposium, basically is what I'm saying. Yeah. Go to the symposium. Um, it's in a tremendous event where the Legacy Award winners, I'm not even sure who the Legacy Award winners are this year. I actually want to walk into it blind. I typically know who the people are. This year, I just want to go, no expectations, see who it is, yeah. and just enjoy it. It's something that I've probably been to or watched on television 80, 90% of the time that it's been out. And I think it's an amazing thing. Uh, props to the Grizzlies organization for putting together a tremendous event. That whole experience they have is great. I don't know if they still, they used to have like a high school game and all these other things going out throughout the weekend. I don't know if they're still doing those things or not. But I know the Grizzlies do always do a great job with that. Hmm. Um, it's a, it's such as, a fun, it's such a fun yeah, weekend, man. Yeah, like it's such a yeah, good time. Yeah. And um, as a, um, black content creator here in the city of Memphis, man. Like we talked, we opened the show talking about how times have changed with technology, how things are just easier to do, man. You know what I mean? I look at um, when I was younger, I had Jarvis Greer on television, you know what I mean? And I had Ron Tillery as a, you know, as an adult covering the Grizzlies. And, you know, Jason Smith was covering Tiger basketball. And then he, he was the first you know, mainstream radio host on 92.9 FM. Absolutely. And then, you know, and then, you know, I ended up doing radio on, on a mm -hmm. smaller station and CJ Hurt did radio before me. And, you know, it's just, and now I look up now, man, you've got Colin Cody, you got Avery, you got Doc Holliday. Right. I think you've got a black person on every 
station is 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 the is the sports guy. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and it's just it's humbling, man. Like I'm 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 almost getting emotional thinking about it. Like how there's so many more opportunities. You got people like Sharon Brown who writes for the uh, Memphis Flyer covering the Grizzlies. Yeah, man. Yeah. And just a black woman. You know what I mean? And you got Terry Davis who does Tri-State Defender beat writer mm-hmm. and and Tri-State Defender historical black newspaper, man, where I got my first credentials, my first credibility was with the Tri-State Defender. And you just have so many people of color just in this craft, in this field. Um, Awesome podcasters, man. Um, Just all types of, all types of great things going on. So many more opportunities, man. And right. Like I said, it's still a lot, it's still a lot of ways to go, man. A lot of work, a lot of work to do, man. It has to be done. It ain't Um, over, man. And I just, you know, look at the city. We have a young black mayor, me and him are the same age. You know what I mean? Our dads were cool with each other. And right. it's just like, I still see a lot of hope in this city, man. I still see a lot of opportunity in this city. But like I said, uh, enjoy this weekend. Enjoy Monday's game. Go to the game. Chill on your Grizzlies. Go to the symposium, which is going to be off the chain, I'm sure, man, like I said. Um, but like I said, as a black person in this city, man, like it just means a lot. To think about the things that Dr. Uh, Dr. King did, opportunities that he laid out for people, you know, even like myself, man. And uh, like I said, it's it's a uh, tremendous opportunity to uh, just kind of honor the name and the legacy of a great man mm. who uh, did some great things for this city and for this for this world, man. You know, what I mean, he's somebody who's you know a renowned person, or whatever. But yeah, man. But uh, another great show. We changed. We had to do things a little different today. Shout out to my man, Demichael Cole, again, my guy uh, from the Commercial Appeal. Uh, coming in and having a great segment with us but I uh, will see you guys next week for my guy Kenny who's to my this side whatever that is to my I don't know how y'all gonna see this on the screen but he right there beside me we'll see y'all guys next time man and we out thank you for listening to the Anthony Sane show if you enjoyed this episode leave a rating and a review wherever you download your podcasts also like and subscribe to Bluff City Media's YouTube page For comprehensive coverage of Memphis sports, head over to www.bluffcitymedia.co and find out how you can become an insider. We will see you back here next week.